Good morning, everybody. This is Judith Hope. You're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So, happy post-Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was pretty uneventful. My mom woke up in a terrible mood. Um, she's been in a bad mood, I think, for the last three or four days. She doesn't get up much. So that part's okay with me because then I get more stuff done. Um, or I just get to sit still and watch TV, which is what I did most of yesterday. <laughs> Too bad the games weren't very good. The football games were pretty pretty booty. I, I lost on two of them, but I won on one of them, the Dallas game. Uh, I didn't. I won 20 bucks, but I had already lost probably 20 bucks. So I broke even. And breaking even is fine. So, um, yeah, so yesterday was, I mean, she's having these incontinence issues, which, um, you know, everybody has those, especially women. You get of a certain age, you know, you're going to have issues. But I, I can't figure out what it is with her. I can't figure out if she just isn't getting up fast enough. I've actually seen her be standing over the toilet and not going and like missing it. I don't understand that. So we started the day with a lot of urine everywhere, so I had to clean that up. And I'm not saying any of this to make fun or exploit her. I think uh, I've made that clear. This is for informational purposes only. I'm not trying to exploit my mom's situation, and I don't think it's funny. It wasn't funny at all. you fucking mopping up all that urine at, I don't know, 8 o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving. So, um, you know... I'm and I'm tired and I think what it is is it's not so much that I need a vacation and it's not so much that she's so grouchy I need to be in my own home alone I haven't been home alone and I'm single so I want to be by myself I want to be alone I'm a writer I I need time to process things I need time to create art and I like to do it in my own home and I think this last week, I've been running around, like, trying to find places to be while I have uh, a caregiver. And I'm like, you know, if I don't go to work, I'm at home taking care of her. And I haven't been home alone for more than 48 hours. And probably we're about to be into 2024. Uh, and we started this for sure during COVID. So it's almost four years of not being able. I can't send her anywhere. I can't be anywhere in my home by myself to collect my thoughts, to relax. I don't want to just go on vacation. I do need a vacation, but I really need a vacation from her. That's what I need. I need to, I wish I could just send her somewhere for a couple weeks and she could be cared for. And then I could just recharge my batteries in my house. That's what I want. I don't want to be somewhere for two weeks. I just want to uh, be where all my cool stuff is and live my best life. So I feel like I'm pretty much at the end of my caregiving duties. I just, I don't see me being able to do this much longer. Uh, She's getting worse, which of course is what's going to happen. So I have to strategize and figure out, you know, the best plan for this because I don't know how to do it. Um, Private pay is very expensive. And then there's, you know, the whole nightmare when you invite the government into your finances uh, with Medicaid. So, but I have to figure something out. So we'll figure it out because I, I just, I'm tired of doing this and I'm getting run down and I'm a very youthful 54. 
But if you want to age quickly, become a caregiver. And I, I don't know. I think the grouchiness, because my mom was always kind of mean. And I don't think, uh, you know, I think the moment she was sweet, I, I remember one stretch where I was like, oh, she could be really sweet. That was probably the beginning of when I, she was getting sick. Because I'm not going to lie to you. She's been grouchy and mean most of my life. And so when I'm doing all this for her and then she just, there was a point when I walked in her bedroom yesterday and she was like, what do you want? And it has so much contempt in it. It was like, damn, this is really fucked up. And I know that that happens a lot. I have a coworker whose mother was super sweet. And when she got sick, she was mean, mean, mean. And it hurt my coworker so bad. And I know what she means. Cause it's like, you know, I'm I'm giving you everything, and you're just like, what do you? It, the, the contempt in her voice was like, damn, you know. And yes, I get it. She's sick, and yes, that's the disease, and yes, I understand all of that. And, and like I said, I'm not doing any of this or sharing any of this to exploit her or to make fun of her or to make light of it. It it's hard. It's really hard, and people are gonna tell you. Especially you guys are in your 30s and 40s now. And some of you all are getting close to 50. Your parents are getting up there. They're going to tick from their 70s to their 80s. And you're probably going to notice some organic brain changes. And even if they never get dementia, they're they're probably going to need some help. But there's something about this disease and it ages you rapidly. And it's just brutal. And you lose your parent long before they actually die or your loved one, whoever it is. Um, But she hasn't been herself probably in years, but it's the worst it's been. And she she, so this is the other thing I was reading because, you know, fortunately, I usually am having a high flash or something when she's uh, up in the middle of the night. So last night she was in the bathroom and wouldn't let me help her. Uh, at about two o'clock in the morning, so I googled because um, I, I I don't know what I googled, but somehow dementia and vision loss came up, and I'm like, this doctor who I like, but it's like they don't re- I don't understand what's going on with the medical field. So this guy that she goes to, she's been going in for 15 years. He knows she has dementia, or he's ignoring it. I don't know, but one of the things that goes with dementia. Uh, that deteriorates is vision which makes sense because it's your brain and so this guy was trying to and this doctor is a nice doctor and he's trying to get this surgery done and I'm like but she's losing her vision anyway I don't think it's all just cataracts I think she and so then I'm reading this article last night when I'm googling at two in the morning and it's like yeah vision is a problem for most Alzheimer's patients blah 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 and I'm like so this guy knows she has Alzheimer's and he's still trying to give her cataract surgery where she's not going to uh, be compliant at all and I'm so glad I didn't go through with that because I'm just looking at this thinking man what a nightmare she would be bending over she would be doing all the stuff that he just sat there and said don't do this is just it's too much and I'm tired and I want to be by myself I swear to God just you know you feel like you're a hostage because you're waiting for her to open the door and come out and just blast you and be mean. And I think, I don't know, I think I'm sensitive to the meanness. 
because she was so mean when I was growing up. She wasn't a sweet mom. She was her her go-to emotion was irritation. <laughs> she was always angry. And I might be not remembering it right, but that's how I remember her. Mostly just being like, "Ooh, you're getting on my nerves. Ooh, shut the door. Ooh, I mean like frowny mad. Like she was mad a lot. She was just kind of mean. And I guess, you know, there's there's not much you can say about that. Anyway, that's my vent for today. I'm just tired of being with her, dude. God damn. There's a point where you just have to be like, I'm, I did everything I could. And I'm very close to that point. So, you know, Puffy had another lawsuit. <laughs> Didn't take long. Uh, and Harf Pierre, his second in charge, who was, I remember his face from Howard, I think. At least I know they were all, they were at Howard together. Did I ever mention that? When I started Howard, Puffy was there. And he lived with uh, my friend Patrick. Now, Patrick, I had a crush on almost the whole time I was at Howard, but he friends on me, which is ridiculous. But anyway, he did. And so we both couldn't afford to fly home for Thanksgiving our freshman year. I mean, we'd only been in school a couple of months. And so my parents were like, look, you can come home for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Well, Christmas break is like a month. So I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll get it out. And so Patrick was like, well, we can go buy food and I'll cook at my house. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating that how that time in history, Howard was in the hood, the hood, hood, hood. And he walked me from my dorm to his house. And in that house, he lived with two guys. And one of them was Puffy. And he called him Sean. And I never met Sean. And Sean wasn't at the house that night. But we had dinner. And I swear, when we were walking, a piece of trash, like, blew in front of us. And I really felt like Michael Jackson and the cast of Thriller were about to step out. dun dun Because it looked destitute and scary so we get to his house we we cook and there was no internet then you know so I don't even know how they knew there was a house for rent but they rented it sight unseen and we get there and um we cook in the kitchen and then we go to eat in his bedroom and I remember we got to his bedroom door and I was like well at least it's well secured I mean it literally had like six locks on it and then (laughs) Patrick reached up picked up the door and moved it to the side. And I was like, what the hell kind of house is this? <laughs> what do y'all, what are y'all exactly paying for? Cause you got all these locks on the door, but it's off the hinges. That makes no sense. And the other part of that is I remember Puffy left. Puffy only stayed that first semester. And I remember Patrick being like, Sean's really gonna, uh, he's really gonna regret leaving school without getting his degree. I told him that. And then, of course, I've always chuckled because he went on to make massive amounts of money and he did not think about Howard University or the degree. So anyway, that is sort of my connection to Puffy. I I think I went to a Puffy party at Howard, but I didn't know him and we weren't friends. But I know a lot of people who knew him and a lot of people that I, well, not a lot, but a few people that I know went on to work for him at Bad Boy. And so there is a little bit of connection, which is partly why I'm so fascinated with this. And also because I think people can be so duplicitous 
And I want to just stress that there are professional predators out here. They have been lying and manipulating and finessing people their whole lives. And so to think that some of these younger girls that they go for or people who who seem like marks, you know, they they know who to prey on. They do and they know how to pick your pressure point. You want a great career? Okay, well if you, if you really want a career, you'll do this. And then they videotape the shit. It's just crazy. So there's another woman who's accusing him of basically date raping her in 1991. And that the statute of limitations was suspended. Remember, I think it's up today for this New York um, Adult Safety Act, which I hope other states do, because I believe every one of these people was victimized by him. And apparently they went to the Cosby School of Romance because uh, that's the second story I've heard about someone being uh, slipped something uh, in the presence of Puffy or Puffy's friends. You know, I and I don't understand it. There's so many loose women in the world. Why are you raping people? That's what I mean. Is it just the power or the control of rape that turns you on? I don't understand. There is a girl for every penis. There's a girl who will have sex with 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 you. You don't have to rape her. You know, and don't you want consensual sex? Why would you want somebody who you that's what I'm saying. That's what's weird. You're getting off on the control and the rape part, not the sex part. I mean, that that sexual violence, that's really, really some sick shit. You know, and how many of these people were victimized at some point and didn't get any help, and now they're out here terrorizing everybody with their penises and their drugs and their video cameras and now cell phones. Like, that is insane to me. And the more you listen, it's like, so this girl was in school, uh, 1991, he would have graduated because I graduated in 1991. And he went, he he was taking this girl to dinner somewhere. And he, something happened in her drink that allowed her to be awake, but she couldn't move or talk. And uh, she says, she alleges that he raped her. And what the hell? I don't, I don't, these people, I don't understand these people sexually perverted. I don't understand what's going on. And by 91, he was working with Mary J. Blige and he was really a big deal at Uptown, I think. And then it's another thing I don't understand. So this lawsuit, he of course has dismissed as well. Like, oh, this is just uh, an abuse of, of what could be a good law, uh, uh, what should be a good um, thing with this adult, um, I forgot what I just called it. But anyway, he basically gaslighted the whole situation, saying that this was a good thing. And now this person is is completely messing up what it was intended to help real victims. Okay, so that doesn't sound like you didn't do it. You're just trying to figure out if they can prove it or not. And I'm not sure if this is criminal or civil. I have no idea. I didn't get a chance to read it. So we'll see. But um there's criminal charges coming for him. And I have to think he spent the better part of the last 30 years just, you know, being Caligula. So, and he's not the only one. He's just famous. 
I think other famous people are about to get in trouble. And I think some regular folks are about to get in trouble. People you may or may not have ever heard of. They're not famous. uh, But they're going to get in trouble. Because, you know, this culture that we have considered the black culture for the last 30 years, very heavily influenced by hip-hop people like Puffy. You know, do you all realize when Biggie died, I was alive, right? I was alive and I I was closer in age to these guys, you know, obviously 25 years ago. We were all, I think I was only three or four years older than both Tupac and Big. I watched all of that and I watched it all unfold. And I remember thinking how dangerous everything seemed to be getting. But I don't remember Puffy and Big being friends. I felt like Puff used to, after Biggie died, Puffy was like, he was my best friend. I recall Big's best friend being Lil C's. I do not recall his best friend being Puffy. And then all of a sudden, Puff's got records out about Big and, you know, more money, more problems. You know, like he really exploited all of that. And he seemed more scared back then. I really felt like he was afraid he was about to die. And it was about that time where he would come into work and ask the workers to pray for him at Bad Boy. Um, And then he got away with a lot of stuff. And then the gun thing and Shine went to jail. And Jennifer Lopez was like, you know what? I think we should break up. Um, It was just a lot. It was a lot. And then I think he just started to feel emboldened. Like, I've gotten away with a ton of shit. Let me let me really flex. And that's the bad part when you really start to believe that you are never going to jail and you're in, invincible. And I don't know. It, I hate that things take this long to happen. I wish there was justice sooner, but I believe that he did everything that Cassie accused him of. And I believe he did it to his other girlfriends as well. And I believe there are going to be some criminal charges. And uh, there are a lot of people that have been unalived around him. You know, and I I have to think he has taken the Roman emperor path to life. You know, like, I'll just move people around, I'll finesse people. If somebody gets out of pocket, I'll eliminate them. Um, and once you do it and get away with it once, you can't stop yourself. I'm just waiting for the Chris Lighty connection. Because they already think he helped unalive Shakir Stewart. Because he's another one that just committed suicide then and nobody knew he was depressed. Everybody who knew Shakir Stewart, who was a recording executive, who was friends with his with Puffy's ex-girlfriend, Kim Porter, they had kind of liked each other. <coughs> Excuse me. I think they had started to hook up on one of uh, the off-again times with Puff. And then all of a sudden, Shakir Stewart is dead from suicide. And it's like nobody who knew him understood that and then Chris Lighty is there a connection because Chris Lighty's the other death that, that never made sense like he just killed himself and nobody could believe it you know I don't know it may be a stretch I don't know but it's a lot of people around these these uh the original corner who did the death on Kim Porter who did Kim Porter's um corner's report she he ruled that the death was a homicide they take him he gets fired he gets taken off the case and winds up being dead some short time after that 
you know, and he was only 73, which I get is not super young, but it's not super old if you're healthy. It's just a lot of mm, quote unquote coincidences. All these people who may or may not know things just wind up not alive. Jaguar Wright has not been sued and she has said some pretty outrageous things. So she's either not wrong or, and I, they tried to get to her. I've, I feel like a couple months ago, they got somebody that got next to her and tried to kill her, tried to poison her, tried to get her locked up in jail. But she's been out there so much, people would know who the first suspect would be. I mean, I swear it's like an episode of Law and Order, an epic. Like, this would be the Law and Order movie. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fascinating. And I th- I think we, I think it's this is just a, a crash course on how much we don't know these people. We don't know famous people. We don't know them. We don't know how they think and we don't know their minds. And we have to stop worshiping them. This is, this is weird. And, and so many people want to be famous and they think that it, it will solve all their problems, but it won't. Being famous seems like a nightmare, especially if you're not really prepared for it. And like I always say, and I mean it, you're either playing the game of thrones or the game is playing you. It's going on whether you're aware of it or not. People are moving you around. They're manipulating you. They're putting this crazy shit in the music, putting crazy shit in the food. It's a lot like they clone Tyrone in my mind. Because someone wants, wanted to undo all the work of the 60s, I believe. It felt like somebody thought, well, they're getting too big for their britches. Let's undermine all. We went the wrong direction with all this civil rights and stuff. Like, let's, let's undermine all of that. Because we can. And let's see. Let's get all the boys wearing braids and, and uh, painting their fingernails and sagging their pants. Sorry about that. Got a phone call. Kelly, I'll I'll try to call you back. Anyway, let's get all the boys painting their fingernails, wearing braids. Uh, Let's see how many people we can indoctrinate and and see what they'll do. You know, do you think Young Thug is an accident? Google Young Thug. You know, he's clearly bisexual. He has multiple pictures of him in a dress. Like, I think one of his album covers, he was in a dress. Then you got Lil Nas X. You know, all, you all know how I feel about him. You know, I don't even know if he's gay. It's people who went to high school with him are like, he seemed pretty straight. Which I understand. People can change and come out the closet. But, I mean, he launched himself out of the closet to kiss Satan in a video. Like, what's happening there? Uh, is that just a fame play? Or, like, what's happening? Is this really authentically you? Um, people aren't making music that's authentic to them anymore. They're just playing these roles. And, you know, maybe he is gay. I don't know. But, you know, whatever this is, it's it's on 10, you know, and it needs to it needs to calm down. I mean, they are hard selling a lot of these concepts. People have all these like gargoyle tattoos and weird shit. And they look like the devil. They look like they worship the devil. It's bizarre. It really is. And it's like, this isn't music. This isn't art. This isn't creativity. Someone has stepped in and hijacked all of these people. And I'm not even sure they're talented. I don't, I don't know. 
but it's it's definitely if you look at it it's like people are imitating each other you know and then somebody like drake is like okay that's the culture let me put some barrettes in my hair and paint my fingernails really you're 37 years old it's like he's regressing trying to keep up with this it's very strange to me very strange but anyway um yeah just chilling on a friday i hope everybody had a good holiday um i got some things i need to get done and like i said i have to find some place where i can be by myself so i can get things done so um that's what i'm doing right now i hope everybody has a great weekend we literally will have four days left in november starting monday monday it'll be december next friday a week from now so i don't know if you got to put your pedal to the metal and get something done i would suggest you do it right now because we're we're at the end so we need to plan effectively for next year we need to end this year with some introspection uh some thoughtfulness and uh then we need to turn our attention and our energy towards, you know, you know, 2024. I forgot. Kim Wiley came up with a logo for 2024. What was it? I want more in 2024. Something like that. I can't think of it. Because mine was, who are we going to be in 2023? And, uh. I guess my question would be, why are you waiting for in 2024? What what, what are we waiting for? Like, it's just time. It's time to go big. All right, everybody. Have an amazing weekend. Be your best. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. If you get a chance to give those five stars uh, on, well, it looks like most of you guys listen on Apple Podcasts. But wherever you listen, if you get a chance to rate the podcast and give us those five stars, it helps us grow. We appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you. I'm thankful for you. And uh, like I said, I hope I hope all of this helps. I hope um, the Alzheimer's stuff, uh, I hope it helps. I'm not trying to exploit my mom, but I'm telling you, we are woefully, woefully underinformed about this topic. And um, however I can help. All right. Take care, everybody. Have an amazing weekend. Get yourself some CBD. You ain't got to buy it from me, EvelynCBD.com, but get some. MadLovePodcast.com. We have a store. All right. Take care.